Hello, friends. This is Pastor Pierce Eaton, and you're listening to First and Foremost, a podcast where we give you teaching and tools to make Jesus Christ first and foremost in your life. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Extras. This is part of the podcast where I unpack extra tidbits and information from my sermon preparation that I wasn't able to get to on Sunday. And if you listened to the sermon on Sunday, then you know that I preached on Bible intake as a spiritual rhythm and discipline in the Christian life. As I stated multiple times in my sermon, Bible intake is the most important spiritual discipline for our Christian walk. It is so important for us. Not only is the Bible the primary means by which God communicates to his people, but also it's the grounding for truth in everything that we believe and do as believers and followers of Christ. And so in order for us to know that our other spiritual disciplines and forms of worship, to know that they don't fall into heresy or falsity, we need to make sure they're grounded in the truth of the word of God. We measure everything that we do, everything we hear, everything we see, everything we believe against God's word. And this is why it's so important for us as believers to know God's word. So on Sunday, I looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And this passage, Paul writes to Timothy, and I just want to read it to you. He says, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, as I spoke on Sunday, this shows us that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and sufficient word of God. That's very important for us to believe as believers And I said this on Sunday, the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and sufficient word of God. It is not just a group of old stories or uh, not just a group of of commands or or things like that. It, It is the word of God, and it speaks authoritatively and sufficiently to our lives as human beings. Now, one of the things that I want to cover today is I just want to give a brief apologetic argument for the Bible. On Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, I'm going to talk about some of the origins of the Bible. There's a lot of misconceptions out there. There's a lot of, if you you watch YouTube or TikTok or anything like that, you'll see a lot of false teaching on what the Bible is, how it was assembled, where it came from, all of that. So I'm, I'm going to unpack a little bit of that on Sunday and then show you how you can go deeper into your, your knowledge and um, being shaped by the Bible. But uh, today, I just, I thought about sharing a an apologetic argument for the Bible, and, and I didn't have enough time, and I decided to go in a different direction, so I didn't include it in my sermon. And just in, so you know, apologetics is the defense of something. And so uh, there are Christian apologetics, just meaning that's a, a defense of Christianity and our belief. And so that's using logic and reason and arguments to show that what we believe is legitimate. And we also have apologetic arguments for the Bible. 
We've argued this show that the Bible is unique and utterly set apart in comparison to any other work of literature that has ever been written or assembled. And I just want to hit on one. The reason why is because I brought up aspects of the argument, but I didn't go there all the way on Sunday. And that is, I mentioned that the Bible is not just a book, but it's actually a library of books. So the Bible is 66 books. And those 66 books were written by around 40 different authors. The reason why I say around 40 different authors is because um, some books we think could have been written by more than one author, but we don't know for a fact. And so we, we just kind of stick with around 40. Um, but that's 66 books, around 40 different authors. And it was written in three different languages across multiple different cultures and societies. And it was written over the course of 1,500 years. Now, many people we might encounter will say that the Bible is just a work of man and nothing more. One of the things that common skeptics of the Bible will try to throw in the face of Christians is they'll say, you don't realize that the Bible is written by man, it's not written by God. So if someone ever says that to you, you can say, well, we believe it's written by both. (laughs) Uh, So God uh, divinely used human beings to write down the written word of God. He, He divinely spoke to and through them for his word to be written down. And, um, and there's a lot of arguments for why the Bible is unique, but one of them that I think is really powerful is the argument of the Bible's cross-references. So here's the thing. Normally in any writing, there are cross-references. The cross-reference is simply when an author, a writer, will write about an idea, a concept, maybe use a phrase And then later on in their writing, they will reference back to what they had previously written. Or sometimes if if the author is really, really good at what they do, then they will write things and they will leave little markers for something that they will write down the road. And so as you're reading the novel or whatever, you'll see ideas that pop up and you don't know the full picture of what that idea means until later on in the story when it's more fully revealed. And this is done with uh, using same wording and, and saying same ideas and concepts. And, and so whenever the book refers to itself, whether it's a direct reference by quoting itself or it's just referencing that idea, we call this a cross-reference. Now, when a book is written that way by a novelist, let's say, we, we think that's crafty writing. That's, that's, really, that's really good writing is that a, a writer can write in a way that references its own work as you read and it makes the writing more cohesive and it really flows much better. Well, the thing is, if you were to get two books written by totally different people, then the idea that they would reference each other is very slim. In fact, even if they had read each other's books, they might reference each other once or twice. You know, that might happen, but uh, they're not going to reference each other a lot. Now, think about the idea of there being around 40 different people who write around 66 books. 
a lot of different authors writing different books. And they're all separated by hundreds of years. Some, some less, some more. Some are written really soon right after each other, and some are written hundreds of years apart of the Bible. They're written in different languages. You have Hebrew, you have Aramaic, and you have Koine Greek. Those are the three original languages that books of the Bible were written in to the original audiences they were written to. And then you also have the fact that they were written in different cultures and uh, different regions of the world. And yet, the Bible is utterly unique in its cross-references. See, if you were to do, uh, if you were to go through and list every single time that the Bible references itself at some point and and list out the cross-references, then you will find that the Bible has over 63,000 cross-references. Yes, you heard me correctly. The Bible cross-references itself over 63,000 times. Now, what's really incredible is that not only does the Bible reference itself in the past, in other words, like writing from the New Testament will reference passages of the Old Testament, but we see things in the Bible that happen only when you have a singular author of like a novel uh, today. So, you know, if If you read a book from a novelist today, you'll see that in their plot, in their storyline, they write little uh, kind of little foreshadowing and give you ideas of something that might happen. They give you references to something. And then that, that reference that they're giving comes to fullness later on in the story as the story develops. And that's just good writing. That's having a developing a story arc. And one of the things that the Bible does, in fact, it does it a lot, is it uses, God uses the Old Testament to state something, to bring up an idea that doesn't come to fruition or its fullness until the New Testament. The Bible contains beautiful foreshadow and, and setting up the story arc for its full completion down the road. And yet... We know for a fact that the Bible was written by around 40 different authors over 1,500 years. Now, skeptics will hear something like that when you present that to them, and they would say, well, I mean, you know, the authors, they probably just really tried a lot to reference the other things. But the problem with that response is that no other book in human history does this. No other sacred writing has anywhere near this level of cross-references. In fact, the Quran itself, just to use an example in Islam, the Quran itself doesn't have a categorized list of cross-references within itself because it doesn't really do much cross-referencing. You can look at sacred writings in many different religions and you would find that the level of cross-references that happen between different authors, if there are different authors of their sacred writing, is very, very minimal. And yet the Bible is absolutely littered with cross-references. Now, this would only be possible if 
it had a divine author. No other work at all in all of literary history has this level of cross-references. Not even books that were written by one singular author. And yet the Bible blows all of those books written by one person out of the water with the amount of cross-references it has. And it was written by 40 different authors over the course of 1,500 years in three different languages and across multiple regions and cultures. The only plausible, reasonable explanation for why the Bible is as cohesive as it is, is that it has a divinely inspired authority who gave it, that being God. So that's one of the great arguments, a great apologetic argument for the validity of the Bible, that it truly is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and sufficient word of God. This week, I want to encourage you, please get into God's word. I sent out an email um, this week to all of our church members with the 40-day Bible reading plan. If you're not a church member of First Baptist Church, Texas City, and you want that Bible reading plan, then please go to our website, fbctc.com, and you can find our Bible reading plan there. But please be in God's word. There's nothing more important for your walk with Christ than knowing the truth of who God is, what he has accomplished in Christ, and how he has called you to live and respond in faith to him. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extras. Please subscribe to the podcast, share a review if you're able to, and also share with a friend. Thank you for listening. God bless.